Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is Metal Mike, and in this episode, we catch up with Pretty Boy Floyd guitarist Christy Majors. We revisit the classic Leather Boys with Electric Toys album over 30 years later, and we get some details on the new Pretty Boy Floyd album that's on the way. It's a fun one. Check it out. Well, Christy, welcome to the 80s Glam Metal Cast. How you doing, brother? I'm doing good, man. Thanks. Hey, you know, I've been trying to catch up with you for a long time. Glad to finally have you on. Yeah, you know, I, I, I tend to uh, usually uh, avoid interviews, but... Um... Good to be on, though. <laughs> well, this is, I mean, 80s glam metal cast. This is where you belong, right? <laughs> this, this is where I belong? Okay. <laughs> you say so, okay. <laughs> it's all good. Well, hey, it sounds like uh, Pretty Boy Floyd's got some activity uh, on the way. There's there's a lot of shows coming up, and there sounds like there might even be new music on the way. What what can you give us? Um, okay, well, yeah, there's some shows uh, coming up, obviously, if anybody follows our you know, social media pages and stuff. They could see the uh, shows coming up. Um, unfortunately, COVID is putting a little damper into some of these uh, shows and sure. uh, festivals and stuff that we want to do, especially the overseas ones. So we had to cancel like Australia and um, we keep on pushing stuff back. But we'll see what happens. Let's see. Yeah, we have a, a well, I finished the, the, uh, the new Pretty Boy Floyd record. It's been done. Okay. Um, and then COVID, you know, came around and he was supposed to, you know, come finish the vocals on it, you know, mm-hmm. and or just start the vocals. And, uh, yeah, so COVID came around and we just thought we would, you know, wait. We thought it was going to be, you know, something that was going to pass quickly. And uh, but obviously it's not. So uh, we've been talking about it that hopefully uh, we can finish it maybe this year and get it out next year over on uh frontiers nice for the direction i mean i'm assuming it's you know pretty boy floyd uh type vibe uh similar to the last album you did or or how was it different uh it's it's a little more a little more heavier okay cool nice yeah a little more a little more heavier uh you know still got the same uh Pretty Boy Floyd sound and hooks and stuff, just a little bit more, a mm, little bit more roar in your face and, uh, you know, a little bit more kicking. Nice, nice. Well, man, I'm, I'm excited. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I'm looking forward to get it done because it's probably going to be the last uh, Pretty Boy Floyd record that we ever do. So uh, I'm, <laughs> looking forward. I'm looking forward to get it done because it's been sitting on my hard drive for a couple of years now. <laughs> Hey man, you never know. You never know. There, there could be another one, right? There could, there could, there could be another one. I don't know, man. It's hard. It's, it's kind of hard for me to write those lyrics. You know, uh, <laughs> the Pretty Boy Floyd style lyrics. You know, right, right. You, you know, easier, easier to do when you were like twenty years old. But when you, when you, when you're fifty and you're writing about you know stuff like that, it's kind of hard. You know. It's funny, you know. Which is why, which is why I do solo music. Right. So that's my outlet for like my solo music. 
Yeah, it's funny because you know, just going back to like uh, the Leather Boys or the Electric Toys album, you know, there. You know, I want to be with you. You know, I was walking out of class the other day. You know what I mean? Like, it's been a while since any of us oh, have been God. in class, right? <laughs> dude, I, dude I, okay, so come on, man. Look, when we wrote those songs, I, I it's, you know, when those songs came out, we were, when we put those songs together. No, I didn't think that I'd be fifty fucking years old singing, you know. <laughs> You know, walking out of class the other day, or your mama won't know. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, yeah, I mean, only the young understand. I mean, no. it's kind of ridiculous, actually, to, to fucking do those songs now. Because it's like, <laughs> dude, everybody in the audience is old. How can we be singing only the young understand? Nobody's young here anymore. <laughs> well, hey, at least you don't I mean, have a song. Know. You don't have a song called "She's Only 17. <laughs> <laughs> When you're singing it when you're 55 years old. <laughs> She's only 17, maybe, is what it's going to be coming up. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, uh, yeah, it's a little creepy. <laughs> I, feel, I feel a little silly uh, singing those songs. But you know what? You know, if kids can still do it, then we can still do it, right? So exactly. Exactly. Um, now, some shows you don't play at, and some of the more recent ones, do you have business that kind of keeps you away from the band sometimes? Okay, so, you know, um, I went through some, like, um, I don't know, I guess, like, the past, like, two and a half years, went through some, like, uh, personal health issues Okay, that uh, forced me to take some time off. You know, uh, now that uh, everything is better and everything is, uh, you know, good, I am, uh, you know, I'm ready to go out there and uh, start playing shows again, so. Awesome. Awesome. I mean that's that's the real reason. I just didn't I didn't announce it mm-hmm. uh, formally. You know, uh, I've kind of beaten around the bush uh, mm-hmm. about it to some people, but you know, you know, hey, look, it's it's it, you know, it's my business. It's nobody else's business. Sure. But I understand people want to know if I'm going to be there because I mean it's only me and Steve left in Pretty Boy Floyd, really. So right, right. But yeah, I mean that was the that was the reason why I uh, yeah that was the reason why I kind of took like two and a half years off. So okay, well I'm glad to hear that you're uh-huh. doing better. That's great. Yeah, no, I'm I'm good and I'm I'm ready to go. And uh, yeah, I yeah, I didn't pick up my guitar for the longest time. I just picked it up, you know, a couple of weeks ago and uh, started learning the songs all over again. I'm like, huh, okay, well you, you don't really forget them, so no. that's cool. Yeah, I think that stuff <laughs> comes back quick. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, especially when you've been playing for 30 years. <laughs> Spe- well, speaking of 30 years, or over 30 years ago, uh, Leather Boys with Electric Toys. I mean, does it seem possible that this album is over 30 years old at this point? It's freaking crazy, right? You know, it's like, God, time flies so fast. It does. Um, yeah, it's so crazy. Yeah, I think, well, I don't know, remember what, I, I think it might have came out, what, like September, October, or something like that, of 89? Yeah, I, I, I know I bought it when it came out, but yeah, I can't remember. I just remember buying in '89. I, I don't remember the month. Yeah, I I know it was more towards the uh, la, you know the latter part of the year mm-hmm. because uh, I remember when we were talking to the um, the label about like getting ads at radio stations, and we were having a hard time uh, because uh, program directors were going on vacation and stuff and everything like that. You know, it was kind of mm-hmm. crazy, but uh, yeah, it's crazy that that album is. So, so old. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I would go out on a limb and say that it's possibly bigger today than it was back then. Would you agree with that? You know, it's, it, you know, it's so hard for me to 
you know, evaluate something like this because it's like, I, I mean, I, I see it when I go overseas because there's a whole new young generation that come to the shows. Mm-hmm. In the U.S., maybe not as much, you know? Mm-hmm. But um, I think it's, 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 it's like a cult classic, I think, you know, yeah. like, a, like, a, like, a, like a bad B movie that, like, when it comes on TV, you don't want, you know, you, 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 you don't want to turn it off. You kind of want to watch it, you know? <laughs> that's the way I. That's the way I look at the record, you know. Right, right. I, I mean, me personally, obviously, I love this kind of stuff, so I put it up there with with some of the greatest, you know, glam metal '80s releases ever. Um, and I, and I, I'm in obviously I'm in a Twitter community, you know, with a lot of people that love this stuff. But man, if I tweet Pretty Boy Floyd or a lot of other people do as well, you see a lot of people jumping on. Awesome album, incredible album. You know, every song is great. Pe- people just love this album. Yeah, we were we were like yeah, you know, we were kind of like this underground kind of like underdog type of band because we kind of came out came out like you know during the tail end of like that whole music scene, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, so we were like that last like that last wave, you know, to kind of hit, you know, but. Um, the record has like like a like a unique sound, catchy songs, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, I was I, <laughs> in fact I was talking to Howard Benson not too long ago to produce the record, and uh, he said to me something like, "He's like, I can't believe I mixed that record." You know, and Howard Benson has gone on to do some crazy records, mm-hmm. you know, huge, humongous, successful records. You know, like everything from like POD to Hoobastank to, uh, I, I mean, he's sold millions and millions, Rascal Flatts. So, I mean, mm-hmm. I, I can't even name, name all the ba- all the bands he's produced. But we were like the second like rock band that he produced. He had produced, he had just got done doing the Bang Tango record, the first Bang Tango yep. record. Yep. And so, uh, and then we were the second record that he did. But he, so he was saying, he was like, I, he's like, I can't believe I mixed that record. He's like, you know, and then he admitted something to me. He goes, he goes, you know what? He goes, for the longest time, I used to keep that off my resume. <laughs> That's not good. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, thank you. Thank you, Howard. <laughs> and uh, he goes, it just, he goes, it, it, he goes, it goes, I just didn't feel like it was one of my finest pieces of work. <laughs> so I go, uh, and he goes, he goes, but I put it back on now because I realize now that the record, like, it, it, it fit with that time, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, it, and it had uh, it had a unique sound. Had it like sounded, you know, like all the other bands that were coming out at that time, it probably would have got lost in the shuffle, you know. Mm-hmm. That's funny. I've got this written down because I talked with Howard Benson. I don't know, maybe maybe six eight months ago, and obviously we we talked about this album. And, and he was raving about it. You know, he's raving about you. He goes, you know, your guitar playing was amazing. Uh, the songs were amazing. And uh, he he was raving about it, man. And he actually told me a story. I don't know if he ever told you this or if you've heard this, but he must have, I don't know if he bumped into Nikki Six in recent years. And they got talking about um, Toast of the Town. And he, Nikki was like, oh, that w- you guys did a great version of that on, you know, the Pretty Boy Floyd album. So I was like, wow, that's pretty cool that Nikki Six, you know, thought it was pretty cool oh really oh that was cool yeah you know, i never uh i never you know i never i never i mean i ran into nicky six a few times i never asked him mm-hmm. what he thought of the thing. i'm yeah. not gonna say hey what did, what did you think of our version of toast of the town man <laughs> <laughs> you know <laughs> so i'm not gonna say that to him but you know I, so, okay so this is a couple of years ago that i was talking to howard 
So you recently did an interview with Howard? Yeah, it was a couple of years ago that I was talking to Howard, and, you know, uh, then that's when Howard said, you know what? He goes, but you know what? I, you know, I, the record was, you know, it, it was a good record. It was a good mm-hmm. record at the time. I put it back on my, on my resume, you know? Yep, yep. And, uh, yeah, me and, I mean, Howard, I, I, you know, I mean, me and him had a vision for the record. It didn't come out exactly the way that I wanted it to, mm-hmm. but still, it, it, like I said, it was, uh, Howard did a great job, and uh, I, uh, I, I, I like and I respect Howard a lot, so he's a good guy. Now, if you look back, I mean, you were on MCA Records, and, and I've I've gone on, you know, rants about MCA Records with different artists before. But overall, do you think you were maybe misunderstood uh, at this point? Because you figure at in not eighty nine, ninety in that era, a lot of people had shed the makeup and and the glam look. You know, like eighty six was like a real big year for like glam with Poison and and Cinderella, and everybody had kind of shed that look. And here you guys come out in '89 with that look back. Um, did what do you do? You think people misunderstood what you were about, or do you think that was what you were about? And it's either you know take it or leave it. Well, I mean that's you know this was this, this was something that we were always influenced by. Mm-hmm. I don't I, I don't I, I mean I don't think it was like something that we uh, you know that we intentionally did. You know that we said oh we have to do this. I, I mean I think this is what we all liked. You know we all mm-hmm. liked you know. The uh, you know the Motley's, the Alice, you know the the, the Kisses, you know, yep. um, yeah, yeah, you know, we we all but we all we all dug that you know, kind of like that whole vibe and stuff and everything, and so we were just being ourselves, and uh, you know, and then being on MCA, uh, Al Teller, who was the president of CBS at the time, um, had just left there to start running MCA Records. I don't think they, I don't, I don't even think they knew what they were doing because right. I remember when we were first, when we first did the set the night, the fire on fire video, you know, um, they were like, Oh yeah, no, we need you guys like glam fucking makeup, this, that, you know, fucking play the image up, fucking do this, do that. And we we're like, yeah. And then when it came time to do the second video, they were like, yeah, maybe you guys shouldn't wear as much makeup. Right. And, you know, maybe, maybe you know, maybe we're gonna put it in black and white. Maybe we should shoot it in black and white so we tone down the image a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, let's do like all new photo shoots. Dude, they didn't. They didn't even know what they what they were doing. You know, so uh, we used to. We used to. I mean, we used to go into meetings, and I remember we'd be sitting at the the big office table. And there would be, you know, Al Tell, the president, Richard Palmisi, the vice president, and like, you know, the head of radio and everything. And uh, we'd be sitting at the other end and they'd be like, so what do you think we, we should do? <laughs> the record label asking a bunch of fucking 21-year-old kids, what do you think we should do? <laughs> I don't know. I'm like, I'm like, you know what? Give me a couple million dollars. I'll go put it in my bank right now. I'll be good. <laughs> But yeah, they didn't know what to do, and I and I I think the problem was was you know that you know everything was so saturated at that time. Yeah. You know there was like MTV only had so many slots to you know put so many bands in rotation. Radio stations only had so much you know so many spots to put bands in rotation, and you know uh, and it, 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 it you know it was it was it was hard. You know I mean. Uh, and I think I think the reason why we still have like kind of like a grassroots, you know, underground kind of following is because, you know, we weren't we weren't accepting that, you know, our songs weren't like, you know, 
top 10 on radio or whatever, top 40 radio, whatever. And we were just like, you know, we're just going to go out there and we're going to play. We're, we're going to go out there and we're going to play shows. We're going to tour. We're going to tour. We're going to tour. And uh, we used to do a constant run from like, you know, Seattle all the way down to Texas and back. Seattle mm-hmm. all the way down to Texas and back. And we would do it like every three months. And, you know, we'd find a different band to do it with. You know, we'd find, you know, another band that was like us, like Shaka Messiah. We'd mm-hmm. be like, hey, do you want to go out and do some shows together? And they were like, fuck yeah, let's go do them, you know? I, so, you know, I think that's why we kind of like kept our like little like underground following, you know? Mm-hmm. It wasn't from... It, it wasn't because of the record label, I'll tell you that much. No, no. They they definitely blew a few bands and a couple I mean, some of my all time favorites come off of MCA. Pretty Boy Floyd, Lillian Axe, and Keel. And I think all three of those bands just should have been way bigger than they were, but you know, it is what it is. It is what it is. I, you know, I'm not bitter about it. I mean, you know, I had a great time. So, you know, I mean uh and uh I I consider myself fortunate to even get the opportunity, you know. Mhm. Yeah. You got a favorite song on uh, Leather Boys with Electric Toys? Favorite song? I mean, you know, I mean, maybe maybe Rockwell Outlaws, maybe mm, might that's be. That's a good one. Yeah. Yep. It's got like uh, like cool elements of like uh, things that we stole from so many like other bands from like the Sweet and from... <laughs> 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 I don't even I don't even want to say where we stole some of the stuff from, but anyway, we were. Uh, uh, yeah, I like Rock and Loves. Rock and Loves is always uh, a cool kind of a song, and I was kind of, I was, I was kind of figured that we were kind of like we were kind of like the Rock and Loves anyway at that time, you know. Yeah, you were. Yeah, definitely. And you know, I'm I'm a big fan of those like real glammy poppy songs, and I, I always like the Last Kiss. I love that song. I knew you were gonna say that the Last Kiss. So funny because so so when we when we, I didn't want to record that song for the record. We had some other songs, you know. And uh, but Howard was just like, "Oh, we have to record that song." Mm-hmm. And he's like, "He's like, dude, that's the single." And I'm like, "What? That's the single? You're out of your mind." <laughs> and so, and Howard was pushing for that to be the single. He's like, "Oh, the last kiss has got to be the single, dude. Are you kidding me?" And uh, I don't know. Anyway. We didn't really have a say in it, but uh, <laughs> but the last kiss, you know. Look, we we usually don't play that song in the in in the set, you know. But yeah. um, now that we're doing these thirtieth uh, anniversary shows, uh, I remember we played them for the twenty fifth anniversary shows. We were playing that song, and I'm like, you know, the song actually isn't that bad. It's actually pretty cool, you know. If everybody goes yeah. for a for a pee break during that one, then you'll know that you're right, and you know, I, I don't have I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's not, it's not, it's definitely not it's definitely not a bad song. I mean, I could think of like I could I could have th- thought of some other songs that would have been better to fit on the record at the time, but mm-hmm. you know, um, I think you know, some of them we put on the uh, I think some of the demos we put on the Porn Stars record, like Shy Diane and Restless mm-hmm. and some of those type of songs. Um, I can't even remember what else in them. We had like Shock the World and I, God, I can't even remember Seven Minutes in Heaven. We had a lot of songs. Yeah, you guys were brewing and, uh, up a, a whole. You were brewing up a whole other release for like a second album, and I, I love all those songs. Some of the ones you've already mentioned, like Restless and Tonight Belongs to the Young. I mean, it sounds like the next you know album would have been amazing. Well, what happened was so Brett Hartman, our A and R guy that signed us at MCA, had they let him go. Mm-hmm. 
and um, the A and R guy that was put in charge of us um, was like kind of like a um, like a top forty like R and B kind of guy, and so uh, we would give him songs, and he'd be like, "Yeah, I don't hear it, I don't hear it, I don't hear it," and um, you know, we were out there and we were writing with all these different writers, you know, like the Tonight Belongs to the Young and hands off my radio. I mean, pretty much everything that was on that, um, uh, uh, belongs to you. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Almost, almost all the songs on there were written with, you know, outside writers as well, you know? And, uh, I don't know. We, we had mass probably like over a hundred songs and I'm sure demos are probably all over the internet and everything. But, um, yeah, I mean, I thought tonight belongs to the young was like, pretty fucking cool cool ass fucking song like yeah. i thought like you know you know bon jovi could have put that out and it probably would have been like a hit you know right mm-hmm. yeah i love uh, it. but you know it, you know they and our guys just like yeah i don't hear it he's like you know what we need we need something like um we need something like more than words crossover we need uh you know like acoustic ballad so then we wrote with an outside writer once again we wrote uh give me a reason to stay i don't know if you know that one it's on youtube okay that one's not ringing a bell i'll have to go look up that one it's a it's a demo uh i i i found it on i found it on youtube but um it was i thought it was you know really good song but once again we bring it to the a and r guy he's just like yeah, I don't hear it. So then finally, I, you know, I mean, after him stringing us along for, I don't know, maybe a year, I kind of said, you know what? This guy is never going to let us put out the record. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're, we're in 91 already here. So Oof. we're talking about, you know, Nirvana, Soundgarden, Alice in Chains, you know, already starting to blow up, you know. And, all you know, the rumors of all the bands getting drops, you know, are happening already, you know. So, uh, yeah, so I, so I, you know, I just told the guys, I'm like, I'm done, man. So I went, I actually went back to school and became a paralegal. So, wow. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And I actually started working for the, uh, our attorney who was our attorney slash manager for pretty boy Floyd. Um, it's funny cause I used to think he was, when he was like, kind of like managing us and our attorney, uh, I used to think he was doing such a shit job, you know, cause like. Uh, you know, we'd go play somewhere and I would go down the street and find the record store, the nearest record store. And I would see that, you know, they would have no CDs of, our, of us in the record store. There was no advertising of the show, no nothing, no posters, no nothing, nothing. And I would get on, you know, I'd get on the payphone and I'd be like, you're fired, you motherfucker. Why are we out here? <laughs> like, people can't even go buy a fucking CD if they fucking see us fucking play. This is horseshit, blah, blah, blah. You know, and uh, anyway, you know, fast forward a couple of years later, when I need a, when I'm looking for a job, uh, and I get my paralegal degree, and he was still doing uh, law, and he was doing some record label stuff too as well. I said, "Hey, uh, want to give me a job?" <laughs> and he goes, "Wait, wait, wait, wait! Are you asking me that you want to work for me now?" And he goes, "Oh, he's like." Payback is going to be a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, so now I'm going to be able to tell you to go fuck off. <laughs> um, so anyway, he turned out to to be like a really 
a great mentor of the music business for me and uh, kind of like a second father for me and uh, <laughs> it's pretty great. That's awesome. So they kind of kept going for a while and uh, I don't know if this was a good thing or bad thing, but you missed out on that image where they had the Speedos, right? Uh, oh, the heels and the G-strings? Yeah, that, that was not me. I, I am not in any of those pictures and I would have never have done that. Uh, and I don't care that uh, Bill Coin was managing them and Kenny Kerner, you know, the, the masterminds of KISS. Yep. I don't care if they were telling me because at one, we all knew Bill Coin was gay. So, you know, uh, I don't know. He's getting his rocks off to that kind of stuff or whatever. But, yeah, no, I, you would have not caught me dead in high heels and fucking G-strings. You know? <laughs> There's not a lot of those pictures out there, but you do see them once in a while, and it's like, wow, it's like a it's like a mix of uh, Pretty Boy Floyd and Man of War and uh, I don't know what else, but it's it's crazy looking. It, it is kind of crazy. Yeah, sometimes I get tagged in it because sometimes they think the, you know, that, that I am in the picture. Right. You know, maybe Ariel with, like, sunglasses on or something like that, you know, and they think it's me or something like that. And I'm like, nope, untag, thank you. That is not my house. <laughs> I do, I, I, I do, you know what? I mean, I would sell my soul to sell, you know, a, a gazillion records, but I would not parade around in fucking G strings. <laughs> That's where we draw the I'm line. draw the line somewhere. <laughs> But eventually, obviously, you reconnect with Steve, and you guys, you know, started doing shows again. And uh, I mean, we were just getting kind of hungry for it again uh, after a while. Uh, was I getting hungry for it? You know, I was working. So uh, I was working. In, I was working for Sony Music. You know, for the longest time. Mm -hmm. My uh, actually, the attorney uh, that I was working for um, started a small little record label, and Sony actually ended up buying it. So um, I was having a blast actually doing that, working on the other side of the music industry. But then, um, and I and I wasn't really playing Pretty Boy Floyd shows. I think it was uh, Steve, uh, Kerry Kane, Kerry Kelly, and um, whoever they could find on the base at the time, you know. Mm -hmm. And uh, I wasn't really doing anything. But then Cleopatra came along, asked us to do like a re-record of the whole Leather Boys record. And I didn't want to do a whole re-record. I'm like, right. do we really need to do a whole re-record of the album? And he's like, well, it's out of print. You can't get it anymore. So, you know, people want to hear the, that music. I'm like, how about we do some of the songs and we put some newer songs on there then? Mm -hmm. And, you know, he agreed to that. And so, you know, we went in and we recorded that. And, uh, I don't know, it kind of got me, it kind of got me itching back into music a little bit. You know, we started playing shows again and stuff. I think we put out that. And I think we put out the, uh, Alive at the Pretty Ugly Club. And, uh, and then I think it was like, Right, right around that time, I think uh, we were playing a show, like after that Pretty Ugly Club show or something. Not was it the Pretty Ugly Club show? I don't, you know what happened? I think it was we we we, we Kane said he needed a break. You know, Carrie Kane said he needed a break, and I think we had gotten Dish at that time to come and play drums or something. But then Carrie came back for a little bit, and we were playing some show. I can't remember where it was. It was some like Tarzana, Cal you know, California over here. And uh after we got off the stage, Carrie threw Carrie goes in the back stage room and he throws his jumpsuit against the wall. He says, I can't do this anymore. Hmm. He's like, That's it, I'm done. And I said, You know what? I'm done too. <laughs> <laughs> so, I think we both we both departed at that time and I think that's when Steve 
got that lineup for the uh, for that shit album. What what is that shit album called? Uh, is it the one that Size Does Matter? No, is that the right one? Or? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Size Does Matter with the the stupidest title in the world too. Um, anyway. I don't know if yeah. I've ever listened to much of that one. Am I better off that way, or what? Uh, you know, it's, I mean, it's not a pretty bad slide record. Right. I mean, it's, it's it's Steve it's Steve singing, you know, uh, the bass player's songs. Mm-hmm. Who, you know, it has nothing to do with Pretty Boy Floyd whatsoever, except Steve singing on it. Gotcha. It has, it has no Pretty Boy Floyd vibe or sound or you know hooky choruses. It's just, I don't know. Anyway. So obviously you did Public Enemies uh, in 2017. That's a you know great album. It definitely has you know some of the spirit of uh, the debut, but you know it's got it's a little heavier I think in some spots, and it's a, you know it's an updated sound. You think it has an updated sound? I think it does. I mean, I mean yeah, yeah. I mean, okay. So, uh, I mean, when we so when we were recording it, you know, it was kind of sounding a little bit more raw sounding, you know. But you know, I mean, we don't have big budgets. To, Right. You know, I mean, ninety percent of that record was recorded in my in my 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 studio. I have a I have a, a small little studio here, you know, that's like literally like ten minutes away from my house, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's I can't record drums in there. Like I can record I can record drums in another studio, put them on my Pro Tools rig, and then bring it back, and I can do the guitars, bass, and vocals and everything in my studio, you know. And uh, it's you know super comfy because. You know, you're not pressured for time and mm-hmm. everything, and you know, and I feel like I, you know, I'm a, I'm a pretty good ear, especially when it comes to, you know, recording Steve's vocals, um, to sit there and be patient while he sings like one line at a time, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and he'll sing like one line, he'll sing like, uh, you know, like uh, we're rock and roll outlaws. Okay, let's listen to that back. <laughs> okay, let's let's double that. I'm like, okay, let's triple it. I'm like, okay, let's four times. I'm like, okay. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I'm pretty patient uh, when it comes to that. So, so anyway, I felt like I did a good job, and then uh, and then Kerry Kelly uh, helped me out with uh, with the drums, and Chad Stewart uh, played the drums on the record. Um, I did the bass and the guitars, and uh, and then uh, I was good friends with. Uh, Cameron Webb, who had uh, he had done like all the Motorhead records, he'd done like Megadeth, he'd done like Zebrahead. Um, he, uh, I was working with Puddle um, of Mud at the time, and um, we had just started recording some of their uh, music for their new record, and I really got along with Cameron really well. So I said, "Hey, Cameron, I don't got a fucking big budget here, but." Um, would you be interested in mixing this Pretty Boy Floyd record? He's like, I don't know. And, you know, and the funny thing is, is Cameron used to he used to compare his records with Howard Benson because Howard was recording a lot of the Motorhead records. Mm, yep, yep. Before 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 Cameron was doing them. So I go, I go, you know, Howard Benson recorded our, our first record, right? And he's like, he did, huh? And I'm like, yeah. I go, do you think he could do a better job? It's like you know what he goes. You know, oh, you know, I, you know what I will. I'll, I'll mix it. I will mix it. <laughs> you scammed him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. You know, kind of tricked him into it, you know. So uh, anyway, so he he mixed it, uh, even though we probably shouldn't have afforded him. But uh, I and I think that he was thinking uh, he was thinking very slick, you know, very yeah. slick eighties kind of sound. 
and uh, and that's what he, you know, that's what he envisioned. And uh, I was listening to it, and I'm like, yeah, it sounds sounds pretty good, you know. I mean, especially for the budget that we had, I'm yeah, you know, I'm proud of the record. I thought I thought, I thought it came out well. Yeah. Now, okay. So you knew what my favorite song was on uh, Leather Boys. Could you guess what my favorite song would be on this album? Uh, Painted on. <laughs> yes. <laughs> ding 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 ding. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the most popular song on the record. You got it, man. I love it. I love it. <laughs> so can you can you write some more of those kind of songs for the new album? I know you're gonna do some heavy stuff, and I love heavy stuff, but I love that glammy stuff too. Yeah, you you love that like. Uh... That like Nick Gilder kind of like super poppy yep. sound, you know. Love it. Yeah. Now, hey, look, I was uh, I'm a big fan of the, all the Nick Gilder songs, you know. I mean, uh, I mean, I can't even tell you how many times Backstreet Noise and uh, I mean, all, I mean, all those songs were so good off of those first two Nick Gilder records. Um, big fan, big fan. Yeah, I love that. And uh, you know, and then you know, and then you know, of course, the sweet. Come on, you know. Yep. I mean, Yep. Sweet had some like amazing pop songs too, but yeah, I mean, yeah, Paint It On. It's a, uh, it's, 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 it's the funny thing about Pretty Boy Floyd songs is they sound so simple. Like when you listen to them, they just sound so simple. But then when you have to learn them, you're like, oh my god, there's so many, there's so many parts to these fucking songs. And because uh, I like I've had drummers like go, oh yeah, no problem, yeah, you know, like you know, like the clocks or something like that. Mm-hmm. It'd be like, I would be like, hey Vic, you want to. You know, come play some shows. Fuck yeah, yeah. And they'll come down and they'll like try to do the intro to Rock Wild. He's like trying to do the drums. He's like, wait, he's like, the drums don't follow the guitar and the bass. He's like, why am I playing this wrong? I'm like, I don't know. And he's like, and then it's got this stop over here and a not this stop over there. And then it goes to this other part. Of it. He's like, oh man. I'm like, yeah, man, it's not ACDC, man. It's not just four and four. Right. Where you can just kind of fake, fake your way through it. But, but when you listen to it, it sounds like it's easy. Yeah, no, it's. But it's, you know, I, I dare people. I, you know, it's like I dare people to, you know, you know, pick it up and you know, play the guitars and play the guitars to it or something like that. You know, the because especially on this record, I put a lot of guitars on it. Nice. I did. I did a lot of overdubbing, uh, way more than what I did on the Leather Boys record. Um, only because at that time of the Leather Boys record. Like, I didn't put a lot of, like, like fills and stuff like that in and, and the Leather Boys record. I, I don't know. I just didn't think about it, you know? I was just like... Uh, I thought the demos that we had did sounded so good, and we were pressed for time when we made the demos. I was like, oh, so we're just going to make a better-sounding demo. <laughs> 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 that's, the way I, that, that's the way I thought of it. But, uh, but because, I, because I was at my studio, and I could sit there by myself, I could sit there and go... You know what? I'm gonna layer this and layer that. Put this on that. Put that on that. Maybe I'm gonna put some keyboards in there. Right. Maybe I'm gonna put some like little chimes in here and there and stuff like that. Maybe I'm gonna put some, you know, reverse snares and you know, just you know, other stuff. And you know, I mean, eventually you gotta let it go. You gotta say, okay, uh, <laughs> I yeah. could sit here for like ten years <laughs> and add and add and add that, but eventually you just gotta let it go and just say, okay, it's done. Yeah, you can make yourself crazy with that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, no, it's eventually like I'm you know, I'm super critical when I record like my solo right. my solo stuff and you know, like I'll sit there and like I'll record like oh I'll I'll record the whole album and it'll be done. And I'll be done with the whole vocals and everything and I'll be like getting ready to mix it and then like I'll listen to it and I'll be like, 
you know what? I, I could sing these songs so much better. And I just scrub them all, and I go and I sing them all <laughs> over again. And then I'm like, you know what? I could probably sing it even better than that. And I'll go in there, and I'll start singing them all over again. And I'm just like, what am I doing? I'm a fucking idiot. Just leave it alone. <laughs> it's stuff nobody would notice about you. You know what I mean? You're the only one that would ever notice that little thing that's driving you crazy. So, You know, I, yeah, because I sit there, like, I, I, I pick it apart, and I'm like, you know what? I'm like, the vocals sound just a tiny bit distorted. I'm like, maybe they were a little too hot. Maybe I was recording just a little too hot in the microphone. I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna turn down. I'm gonna, I'm gonna turn it down just a little bit so it's not as hot. I'm gonna re-record it again, and then it still sounds the fucking same. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, you know, it's, you know, this, this, this is the, this is the struggle of being uh, creative. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You wonder, is it a blessing or a curse, right? Right. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what it is. But, you know, it's a, it's a problem. Is it's like, I. I, I, I like to keep my mind occupied. I think that's one of the reasons why maybe I might go in there and mm-hmm. like recut guitar solos, you know, like 20 times over or vocals or something else, you know. Because um, if I don't keep my, mon- my mind occupied, I drive myself fucking crazy. Nope. I totally know what you mean, man. Yeah. I mean, too much time in your hands, mind having too much uh, time to think. Right. Yeah. Go look. Go a little crazy. <laughs> well, brother, man, I'm so glad that we got to talk about some Pretty Boy Floyd. I mean, been a big fan for a long time, and I'm really looking forward to uh, the new music on the way. Anything you want to say to your fans out there in closing? Well, first of all, you know, okay, so I posted a joke about, like, uh, of some album cover with, uh, you know, like a cartoon drawing and, like, uh, a bunch of naked girls, and it says, like, Pretty Floyd, Pretty Boy Floyd, Fuck the World or something. And I think I put it up there I said album coming soon pretty boy Floyd, fuck the world anyway it was a joke so some some publications or online whatever publications ran with it oh boy and said new pretty boy Floyd record coming out and I'm just like god can't fucking write anything as a joke anymore right um <laughs> I should have put just joking that's my fault um anyway so that was a joke that's not the truth there's actually a real pretty boy Floyd record coming out New, uh, I'm probably going to have a new solo record as well that's going to come out too. I've been working on a lot of songs. I've been posting like little snippets on, uh, on Instagram. And, uh, so look for some new music coming out. Look for some, uh, shows. Please come out, support music. I know COVID sucks and having to wear a mask or whatever, you know, whatever you got to do. But, you know, I mean, uh, uh, we can use the help. And, uh, that was great there, talking you know, with Christy. Well, hey, we just hit 2,000 subs on and, YouTube. Uh, Thanks support. to all Appreciate the subscribers. Appreciate it, man. Well, hey, Rock thank you out. so much. Have a great night. Thanks, Mike. Have a good one, man.